So yeah, thanks for being here. It's so good to see some of you I haven't seen for a while, and uh, some of you I, I don't recognize. My name is Chad, and, and I'm just one of the pastors here, and it's a joy to be here. My primary calling is to minister the word of the Lord through preaching and through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. And out of that, I believe that one of my primary callings is to provoke a hunger and a love for Jesus in your heart. And, and so just, it's just nice to meet you if you're new and for those of you who just don't know and it's your first time. And uh, we just really hope that you sense the nearness of Jesus. It's our number one desire, and um, that you would just sense his love for you, and you'd learn more and more to readily respond to that love. Um, it's, been a, it's been an interesting journey for 2020. I don't know how you're, if you were with us a few weeks ago, I, I had a big stack of books about habits and goals and and then everyone in my family has been sick for 10 days. So all like, you know how you have all those intentions to like crush it? And then um, my, my family and I had the opportunity to go back to Kansas City. I have a 25-member family. That's just my immediate family of siblings. And, and, and so we, uh, we left January 1st, early morning flight, 6 a.m., uh, which, by the way, why would you ever take the early morning flight with four little kids? So I'm just going to share some of my broken decisions with all of you so that you don't have to make those same mistakes. And uh, like one of our kids sort of already had a fever and we're like, God, no way. And that, Haley and I are just in that conversation. Do we cancel? And, you know, we haven't been home for a few years and my, my whole family hasn't seen all my, even Ethan in person, my youngest boy. Anyway, so we go, and, and, and you know, they greet us, and I, and I think they all regretted greeting us. So we, we go, and it's a long travel morning, and they're all at my Mimi and, Mimi and Papa's house, and hey, and all my kids, like, walk in with this terrible cold, and they just go to the basement, and they sleep for, like, seven days straight. Um, has anyone traveled, and you just got sick? Okay. So praise God. And so, so this whole seven days, like, because I, I, I'll tell you about the rest of the last five days, but the first six or seven days, it's just, just grinding it out. Has anyone ever, ever had to just grind it out? You know what I'm talking about? Just, just grind it out. So I'm, I mean, I'm just quoting the scriptures. I mean, I'm just spending hours. I'm not exaggerating. Just over a few-day period, I feel nothing in my spirit, but I'm just agreeing with who God says I am. I'm, I'm agreeing with God's eternal purposes in Jesus. I'm just quoting scripture after scripture, just, and, you know, we're just sitting around the house and, and just trying to say, Holy Spirit, just keep my spirit alive, even though I feel very weak. And, and uh, you know, that song is true. Even when we don't see it, he's doing stuff. And... And uh, so just contending, contending, Lord, I, I love you still, even though we're just, where are you? Uh, and so, um, but what, what was cool is, you know, everyone, it just took a journey to everyone to get better. And then um, 
Uh, we also went to Kansas because my dad, his name is Dan Bohai, and he leads an organization called Dan Bohai Ministry Association. And um, my dad and his entire large team that just paints the, the, the nation with uh, just revival and the goodness of the Lord. And he called uh, a thing called The Waiting. And it was promoted, and I think people from 20-plus states came to the Midwest for five days. For five days, and it was called The Waiting, and guess what we did? There, there, was, there, was, lit, there was not a... There was not a, like if you've been, who's been to a conference of any business or, or otherwise? What do you usually get when you walk through the doors? An itinerary. This was promoted. There is no itinerary. We are going to open the word. We're going to wait before the Lord. But my dad did say, hey, you're coming and you're sort of in charge of overseeing sort of, uh, you know, what I would call just the climate, what the Spirit's doing and music and playing. And I'm like, oh, that sounds good to just for five days, and, and, uh, and uh, you know, sometimes you just got to do what your daddy tells you to do. And, you know, if, if that freaks some of you out, like, just, like, and it was, by the way, it started Monday night, and then from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., and yes, there were blocks for those who wanted to eat for lunch and dinner, and, uh, and, I, and I wasn't playing for every session. We had a few other there's a, a very few others to help carry some of that load. But I, I tell you what, man, um, if we'll wait, he will show up and speak. Um, I think at that meeting alone, 14 pastors said from all over the nation, if you'll come and do this, we want to do this in our city. And so, and, and usually when you go to a conference, you get a, a gimmick, you get a trick on how to grow your church or whatever. You don't use, like, no one who's trying to get famous and, like, run the nations with this, like, secret bullet to whatever will say, here's what we're going to do. Wait on God for five days. <laughs> but four, I, think, I, think, I think they're going to schedule 14 of these waitings all over the nation. Um, <laughs> And I tell you what, man, every, they, they broke it up into three-hour blocks. Every block, God showed up in a special way. I'm telling you, it, every block, every single block, there was a unique something God wanted to say in that block. And he would, he would show up, and he would give somebody a scripture. He'd give somebody a prayer. He'd, he'd give somebody a song to lead, and then it would crack something open. And, and uh, we do know that we are inheritors. We are believers because 120 believers waited on God to send the promise of the Spirit some 2,000 years ago. You and I are inheritors of those who've gone before us who would wait on God to move, to fill, to empower, and then to send. So we may do that here in a few weeks. We might do a day or two or, or something, but um, before I get on into the, the word of the Lord this, this morning, um, Wednesday night at 6.30, and yes, team, I didn't give you a big heads up, but I just feel it in my heart. If, you, if you're at all... Um, interested in the area of prayer or worship 
uh, or prophecy or the, 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 just the ministry of the Holy Spirit, I'm kind of making the canopy large because I'm just trying to let you know all of you are invited or included. But if you just want to grow in some of those areas of connecting to God, if you want to just get together with, with some of your friends in this circle and just wait on the Lord for a little bit and then just get some vision and direction for 2020, you know, write that down. This Wednesday night right here at 630, I just called that meeting. So there you go. Um, wanna, really, I really do. I really want us to, to focus in and to grow um, in some of those, some of those areas. So, um, you know, I listened, I listened on a, just, you know, some of the first, this is Pastor Andrew, by the way, can we give it up for Pastor Andrew? Um, uh, not only is he just one of, one of my just dearest brothers and friends, he's my uh, comrade in ministry, and um, but last week's message, I mean, he's, he's preached multiple times. I just, I was really, I was really touched, listened to the podcast online, and, and uh, I just want to honor our team. I want to honor Patty, and I don't want to start mentioning Lorraine, because I'll miss some. I want to honor our board and our ministry leaders, and just, I've been gone for 12 days, and just, just I just honor, can we just honor the leaders in our church just for, um, honor you. Just want to honor you guys and, and gals and just say thank you and love you and proud of you. Um, so anyway, I was, I was watching a YouTube yesterday, just, just very, like two minutes, and this guy, um, this guy said something that I am totally guilty of, and he said, when God reveals something, it's an invitation so he, he speaks to us and it comes like a seed. But it's an invitation to receive and then to apply and to establish. Does that make sense? So it's revelation, so it's, it's the truth of, his, of his, the gospel, the truth of his nature, the truth of his word. He reveals, then he wants us to receive, right? To receive it. Then he wants us to apply it, and then he wants it to be established in us. And what I realize, because of how, how I'm wired, and because most of, my, um, most of my energy is just, Lord, I want your revelation. I want you to speak. But I don't always do a great job as a pastor over a people to help us now receive that, apply it so that we can be established in it. Does that make sense? And so uh, this little silly, this little just a two-minute YouTube really, really provoked me. Um, and trust me, I love when he speaks. He speaks to me every morning. When you open your Bible and your journal, how many know he's a God who just speaks to us? He, and so it's, 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 I'm learning now. Because I'm on a journey that some of those things he has spoken, we're not established in yet. Revelation's like a seed, and how many know that seed needs soil? It needs to, it needs to be established so that thing, that word can grow, can grow. Amen? And so even now, just think of all the things that you've heard 
Maybe you've been in the church for a really long time. Or how many books you've read, or think of how many things. Oh my goodness. And maybe you're brand new, but you're here and you, you have a measure of revelation because the Spirit drew you to the corporate gathering of the church. So whether you've been, how many would say, man, even if that's all you had today, Chad, I, I want to, when he speaks, I want to receive it, I want to apply it, and I want him to establish it in my life. I want him to, to do some things. And, and so, so I um. I want us to be established. Did you know it's 1-12-20 right now? It's, it's the 12th of January. It's this, to be established, who we are, to be established. How many want to be established? Where you're, just, you're just not shaking. You can't be blown and tossed by the waves and by the wind. Man, how many want to build a life that can withstand the storm, can withstand the, the rain, yes. the wind? Yes, so I just thought I'd share just the word. I don't know all about 2020. Many are like, well, you waited on God. Did, did he say things? I, I, the, for me, the waiting was not so much, Lord, give me a word. I was like, I was pretty focused on releasing the word over the 20 state, you know, the people. So it wasn't one of those times I got to necessarily sit in the corner and just say, God, what do you think about 2020? It was a very much a, but you know what? Out of that, the Lord spoke. You know what he spoke? Chad, and sub your name. So on the count of three, say your name. One, two, three, Chad. I need you to be you. For the sake of my purpose is being fulfilled on the earth. So let's say that together. Again, say your name. So one, two, three, Chad. And then say this with me. This is God's perspective. I need you to be you to fulfill my purposes on the earth. One more time, as cheesy as it feels, get over your cheese Let's do it together. One, two, three. Chad, I need you to be you so that I can fulfill my purposes on the earth. And you think, well, what, well duh, Chad, but what gives? But no, listen. How many of us because of life's pressures, because of the role you fulfill at work or in your family or your, your circle of friends, how many of us, because of the onslaught of opinions and pressures and thoughts of those around us, even your own internal dialogue, how many of us actually reach the place where we're like, thank you, God, you didn't mess up the way you made me. You want me to be me for your sake. I'm just telling you, I would put it at a very, 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 very low percentage of even those in the church who are aware of who they are in Jesus because we spend so much of our time comparing, contrasting, 
competing. And then we agree with the accuser of the brethren. And, and so then we grow cynical. We go critical on ourselves and on those around us. And I'm here to tell you that, man, if I have a dream for 2020, it's not just for me personally, although it is for me personally, but it's for us to realize that the callings and the gifts and the graces that our good father has given to every one of his sons and daughters, that he did that because he's brilliant, he's wise, and he's infinitely smart. And he gave you those things so that his purposes could be fulfilled in you and through you for his glory. <laughs> and so what I realize is, is a lot of times when I get out of my regular orbit, you know, and you know, everyone knows you or they think they know you, but when you go and you get to be in a different environment and obviously 20 states and a great mixture, the thing that always comes to the surface, whether it's a conference in a little room with like 150 or whatever it was in a circle, it was so crazy. We went in a big circle. It was crazy. It was unnerving, but God broke in and we grew. Or it's, you know, in a massive conference of a thousand and just went to in Texas in October. But what, I, what God does when I go away, he says, because when I go away, it, a lot of the demands or the thoughts of you need to be this or do that or whatever, those, those are not there. There's just a pull on, we need you to be you for the sake of what he's doing in this room. And, you know, as I've sat there, played and, you know, do I did I did there what I do at the altar four days a week. We sing the scriptures. It was very natural. I didn't act any different. I didn't, hey, no one knows me, so I'm gonna show them. I was a total normal just in the spirit. I just was like, this is what I do, this is who I am. But the way God moved and ministered. And so my man, my hope is. My hope is that the Holy Spirit provokes you today to go on a journey with him and with me to be able to own that. Chad, Garrett, Tish, Steve, Randy, Patrick, Samuel, Paul. I need you to be you. You. So that my purposes can be fulfilled in you and through you. What would happen, friends? What would happen in our little flock that would reverberate and pulsate, I will say, around the world if you and I bought into that great invitation of discovery and discernment and then just unapologetic yes to Jesus? What do you think would happen? You think it would be attractive to those around us to see a people walking in holy confidence, courage, boldness, not arrogance. When you find out who you are, it doesn't, doesn't, it's, it's not an invitation to, oh, well, this is who I am. It frees you to give your life away in service to God. It doesn't, it doesn't make you go, it makes you go, oh, this is cool. It fits. It works. This is, how, this is who I am in him. This is who you are in him. And so, Lord, I just, before I, I'm just going to share, share a passage um, from heart. 
It's that revelation thing. I've been sitting on some of this stuff for 15 years. I went on a run this morning in, in, in the Lord. I went on the run, and it was pretty cold, but it was good. It was cold. Um, the Lord just whispered. I just, I just discerned it as the Lord to just, to just say, just give him, just minister what you got. And so, Father, right now, in the beautiful name of our Jesus, I pray that you would speak a word to your people. You are. This is how I made you. This is why I made you. So that my purposes could be fulfilled in you and through you for my glory. God, I just pray that you would just speak and provoke, and even now, those things that cause our hearts to leap, those, those areas of interest and of longing, those, those areas of expression, those areas that when we're partaking in them, that we, it's just, there's a sense of the wind of God at our back. Father, I'm asking that you would pour that out over our people today. those things that move us, those things that motivate us. Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you would begin to just move on the inside of your people. I'm asking right now that this permission of God would be granted over us to explore those areas, to walk in those areas of passion, of gifting, of hunger, and of longing. Father, I'm asking that the revelation that there is a place at your table to belong and to participate, that that is a real reality for every person in this room and those listening online. Every person in this room is wanted. Every person in this room is loved, desired, Every person in this room has a calling and a gift and a purpose. Oh, beautiful Father, in your goodness, would you draw us to yourself today? We would sense your pleasure. We would sense your delight. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So be on the look for that. We're going we're gonna to go on a journey. Um, just one last story, and it's very related to the passage I'm going to share. Um, so the day we leave, which was supposed to be Friday from Kansas City, by the way, it was like 50 degrees. One day it got up to 60, which is unheard of in Kansas City in January. But of course, the day we leave, there is an epic, turn to your neighbor and say, epic winter storm. Guys, <coughs> an epic storm. I mean, where there's like rain, thunderstorm, hail, freezing rain, and then comes the snow. An epic storm when we're trying to get home. So my dad, I'm like, Dad, we don't want to go to the airport at, four, at, at 2 p.m. Our flight's not till 6. He's like, son, because it's an hour away from their house. 
I got to get you there. I ain't driving home in freezing rain because we, we just, my dad has a nice car and it has the temperature and the dashboard. Anyone know what I'm talking about? And he just said, and so we're praying in the spirit. It's 34. We're like, in the name of Jesus. And then it goes down to 33. We're like, get back up there. But by the time he like drops us off hours early with six people and four little kids, like, thanks. It's 32. I mean, it's just, it's gnarly. So we, we go in to the, to, the, to the airport. And you know the arrival departure board? I'll start at the top. Albuquerque. No, I'm kidding. You know, like. like <laughs> cancel, 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 cancel. Delay. Cancel, 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 cancel. Cancel, 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 cancel. <clears throat> Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix. 6.15. Hey, I'm sorry. 8 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, 8.30. Listen, listen, I've traveled the world. I've flown a lot. I know what airlines do when they keep delaying the time. They're giving themselves room to cancel. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> So we're, we're, cancel, 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 tomorrow at 6.15 p.m. So we're, 8.30, it's holding strong at 8.30. And I'm like, Jesus, we cry out right now. Holy Spirit, we got to get home, Lord. We got to get out of this winter storm. The saints are praying. We're joining the angels. We're contending. I talk to the lady at the desk. I say, ma'am, should I hold on to my bags or should I go ahead and check them? She said, the plane hasn't even left from Phoenix to get here to take you. So I should keep my bags? Yeah, I would probably keep them. (laughs) I'm not, I'm holding on to my three huge bags for our family. So we're, it's just so funny. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's just so good. It's so good. 7 o'clock, 8.30. I'm like, okay. So I turn to one of my patrons who are waiting, one of this just random dude. I'm like, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to give him my bags. He goes, don't jinx it, man. I'm like, jinx it? I got the favor of God, man. No, I didn't say that. So I go up, and it's a different lady. So she didn't see me the three times before. I brought the three bags from where we walked. Should I? No, okay. So a new lady. Here's the bags. I see him go down the conveyor belt. Look back at the sign. Phoenix. 830. I'm like... Now, mind you, we've already missed our Phoenix to San Luis Obispo flight, so I know I've got a night in Phoenix. But a night in Phoenix, come on, I'm going to start preaching, is better than a night in snowstorm Kansas City. (laughs) 8.30. So I'm like, now we're going to go through the gate check, and we're going to take our, like, babe, should we do it? Let's do this. 7.30, we go through. Anyway, we get on the plane, and 
Everyone's just relieved. We're on the plane and like, it's 8.30. We haven't taken off yet. We're going to take you to the de-ice section of the airport. We're going to de-ice you and get you out of here. By 9 p.m. we leave. I expected a little grimming. That's just, it was an epic day. (laughs) And my poor wife, she is not a good flyer. But I doped her up with two drama means. <laughs> the non-drowsy kind. I just, you know, it's over the counter. It's, don't, we're not shady. If you have some other secret, come talk to me after the service. I'll take it for my wife. Listen, I have flown a thousand times over the nations, everywhere in the country. There is a two-minute window. It's the worst turbulence I have ever experienced in my life. I've been everywhere. I've flown into... Di- I, I look at my wife. <laughs> I'm like, baby, I'm so sorry. She's, uh, she didn't ever, but she's close, man. And, you know, and if she's sick, that means I've got not only, I'm in charge of Benji, who's the hardest of our four kids. Now I've got Ethan, my 16-month-old or whatever. <sighs> and my wife, I mean, it's the worst turbulence I've been all over the earth, worst I've ever experienced. I mean, for a minute, few minutes to get out of that storm. I mean, it's like, that's what it feels like. And you're just like, Jesus, get us through, Lord. Anyway, I'm getting to the point of the story. So, so we get through that mess and then the best announcement ever. Because the dude like starts giving the spiel of we're going to come through with drinks. He's like, never mind. Uh, we've been informed by the pilot that this is what you're going to experience for 15 minutes. Anyway, so we made it through that. Praise God. So we, we landed in Phoenix. Everyone's in a great mood. <laughs> All my kids are perfect. They have so much energy. They're not complaining. Jesus. Oh, that was when I woke up from my 20-second nap. Never mind. Um, so we get to the airport, or, and then we get our bags, and we get our driver, and we get to a hotel, and we get the kids in. It's like 11.30, midnight. And I don't sleep. And here was the point of the story. It's the best part of the story. So we wake up, and Ethan has a present for me to change in the morning. It's not one of those presents like you want. We call it that, call it that in our house to try to stay positive. Usually my wife and I fight over whose turn it is to change. the. For those who are like, present, diaper. Okay, we're all tracking. So, you know, everyone's super, all tired, and I didn't really sleep, so I, I, meet, I get Ethan, and we go downstairs, and, you know, I'm thinking most hotels, you get free breakfast, not the Hilton Garden Inn. It's 12 bucks, man. Here's the point of the story. This is, you're like, thanks for telling us all of that. We're having fun. It's story time, Yeah. I promise you I'm about to give you the word, and it's going to be right to your heart. 
because it's just going to be the pure word of the Lord. And so I've changed Ethan, and bless her heart. She's like, do you, have a, do you have a waiver? I'm like, no, I don't have a waiver to get in there. So she gives him a cup of Fruit Loops, which now all my kids are obsessed. Thanks a lot, lady. Oh, he looks, she just probably only thought I had one kid. I'm like, I got three more. You're going to give us all? Oh, but here it is. Ready? So we're there in the, the lobby. Ethan's eating his free banana and Fruit Loops. I'm just drinking the cheap, free, cruddy coffee. And then it dawns on me. Who did I just spend 10 days with? My father. Literally, my dad. My dad. What, what does my dad do? Oh, yeah. He spends like 300 nights a year in hotels. And he's got four teams that now are probably under the same account. I know he stays at a lot of Hilton-related res- uh, hotels. I wonder if I tell the front office lady who my father is. On somebody. <laughs> it's twelve bucks, man. That's sixty bucks from a family of six. Or no, six times twelve. That's seventy-two dollars plus tip and tax or whatever. So I, this sweet lady, I'm like, hey, I've got a father. Who's got status? <laughs> and I say, if I just give you his name, I'm his son. My father has status. He's got more points than he'll ever use or know what to do with. Come on, somebody, help me out. He's not gold. He's not platinum. He's diamond elite level. Come on. Woo! So I said, if I tell you my daddy's name, can I, can I experience some of his benefits and his blessings because I'm in his family? Because I bear his image and I share his name. And the lady's like, well, what's his name? I say Dan Bohai, and it's not enough just to know his name. you got to know where he lives. you got to know where his house is. you got to know the address, and you got to know that at that address, there's a place for you. There's a place to lay your head. There's a refrigerator full of food. There's even coffee. Your mom goes across 20 minutes town because she knows she drinks the five country organic espresso blend from Trader Joe's. You see, he's not just, he wasn't looking for a name I was familiar with. She was looking for a name and a person that I knew intimately. It wasn't enough just to say Dan Bohai, 255 East Skylark, Gardner, Kansas, 66030. I said, does he have status? She said, here's your five free vouchers. 
Man, those frozen microwaved pass pounds tasted so good. That, that gnarly looking sausage, Benji ate one and a half of them. Those bowls of free Fruit Loop filled with cold or old 2% milk that had been sitting in the ice. That big scoop of blueberries, and we just ate blueberries upon blueberries because daddy needed, I needed fiber because I've been traveling. Come on, somebody. It's a real struggle when you travel. You need fiber. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need fiber when you travel. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) So we're just eating fiber-filled blueberries and they even had an omelet bar. So I went up to the man and said, you know who my daddy is? No, I didn't. He, didn't. he was a big dude. He would like, what? I had an omelet with spinach and mushrooms and sausage and bell peppers and way too much cheese, but it was okay because it was free. Because my father had status. My father has status, and I'm his son, and I know not just the address of where he lives, I know the way to his heart through his son, Jesus. I'm his son, and I have favor because of who my father is. So we ate. We stuck those vouchers in the place where you put your credit card. I said, no credit card for us. Do I need to unpack what this big, long, epic metaphor is, or do you get the implications? The Lord wants every person to know that you have diamond status. There's a place, Jesus said in John 14, I'm going to prepare a place for you. It's an abode, it's a meno, it's a place to call home, to dwell. It's got your name on it. I'm going to go prepare a place for you. I'm going to take you to be with me. Infamous words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes into that kind of favor except through me. So man, what if 2020 was a year we stopped living like we're bronze status. No offense to the bronze status people. What if every trial we faced, what if every storm that comes against us this year, what if every obstacle, what if instead of looking down and giving in to that disease called worry, that man, you give it an inch, it takes a mile. The anxiety, the worries and cares and concerns that can just cripple you. What if instead you looked at that problem and you said, you know what? You're right. In and of myself, I don't, I don't have what it takes, but I have a father. I know where he lives. 
And I have a place in his family and in his kingdom. And he's brought me safe this far. He's going to carry me through. So the passage just explains sort of everything I just said. <laughs> so I already preached it. Now here's the passage. First John chapter 1. Just close your eyes and hear these words. Direct words from the scripture. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testify to it. And we proclaim to you the fellowship that we have with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. This is the message we've heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, but walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar. And his word has no place in our hearts. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The only way you and I will experience that diamond level reality is if we're walking in active fellowship with him. The only way. The only way. Say that with me. The only way I can experience that if I'm walking as if it's reality. So my simple, this is the end, the close. As you look ahead at 2020, where are those areas of darkness? Where are those areas of compromise in you, in me, in us? Where are those areas that you ache for fellowship, but you're not experiencing it right now? You know where the Father is. He lives in glorious light. And in his light, there is not condemnation, shame. There is healing, forgiveness, abundance, blessing, closeness, fellowship. 
Amen. And my simple word as I was running and the Lord said, just give him a chapter and three verses of 1 John and say, just go on a journey this week and ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I want that fellowship. I want to experience the favor of that friendship and fellowship with you. But I know I won't experience it if I'm walking in active darkness. Does that resonate with anybody? Does that, does that, those areas? Because you and I, you and I, were made to live. We were made to live in the full, joyful embrace of our Father. Who believes that? We were made to live in the blazing smile of his joy because we're his. But how many have ever tried to hug a kid on the run? It's tough. So my simple invitation this morning, there's a father who has status, who has favor, who has abundance and blessing. He wanted to give it to us so bad that he gave his son to unlock the door to make a way where there wasn't a way so that we could all have a father in heaven and experience his pleasure, his joy, his favor. We've got to respond to the light. We've got to respond. So who, who here today just says, Chatty, I may not be walking in perfect light, but I want him to break into my darkness this morning. If there's an area, would you just stand to your feet? I want to pray over you. If there's an area you're like, I want greater light here. I want his healing. I want his cleansing. I want fellowship with God. If there's any area, big or small, you just say, I want his healing light to come. His beautiful love. I want to live as if I have diamond status. I want to experience that reality, not through somebody else, but personally through Jesus. And just right now, that, that the promise is contingent upon, well, confess your sins to him. He's faithful. So whatever that is, if there's that area of compromise or darkness, I'm not doing this to shame anybody. It's an invitation to life. Would you just confess it to him? Just say, Father, I confess. Whatever it is, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Just invite his healing light in. His beautiful forgiveness, cleansing, washing. Just for a few moments, just just talk to your father. You don't have to have your head down in shame. Look right up at him. Look right up at him and just be truthful. Say, I want to walk in that light and in that favor. I want to walk in that friendship and that fellowship, Father. You've got way more than just five complimentary breakfasts. You've got life in your spirit, life in your kingdom, a life of eternal consequence and purpose, a life lived in your pleasure, in your presence, fused with your power, 
Oh God, would your light flood our hearts right now? Would it flood our minds? Would it flood our thinking? Those habits, those areas that we just, we're just struggling. Lord, would your dunamis breakthrough power just come and sever ties and break lies and just right now the light The beautiful light of Jesus, may it just break into lives right now. In Jesus' name, Lord. And may that favor and that friendship, that fellowship that John writes about. He says, I got fellowship with God. And he's like, but I'm not writing as a, oh, this is for just the select few. No, I'm writing this so that all of you experience that kind of intimacy and friendship. So, Lord, wherever we're at on the spectrum, I'm praying, Holy Spirit, draw us into the Father's heart through the Son, Jesus Christ. And I just speak those words. James 5, 13 says, if we confess our sins, we will be forgiven and healed. Come on, say that with me. I am forgiven and I am healed. I am forgiven And I am healed through Jesus Christ today. Amen Amen. and amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus.